According to the Centers for Disease Control, an estimated 130 million adults are living with diabetes or prediabetes in the United States. That's a staggering statistic, but what may be as sobering is the list of complications that can occur if diabetes is not treated or properly managed. Joining me today is Hannah Dukeman, Advanced Nurse Practitioner from Sarah Bush Lincoln's Endocrinology Clinic. Hannah will share her insight and advice on diabetes and the importance of regular screenings for prediabetes. We'll learn more about new medications and monitoring systems that help manage the disease. Hannah has a lot of great information for us, so don't go away. Sarah Bush Lincoln is honored and committed to care for the medical needs of the community. Its orthopedic excellence is recognized by the Joint Commission Certificate of Distinction for Total Hip and Knee Replacement. Sarah Bush Lincoln has the largest orthopedic practice in downstate Illinois. Visit us at one of our locations in Effingham or Mattoon. Learn more at sarahbush.org. Welcome to the podcast. This is Lori Banks. And as I said in the introduction, we're talking about diabetes and complications. And I'm here with Hannah Dukeman. Hannah, before we get started, tell us a little bit about your background, kind of the scope of your practice, who your patients are and what you're treating them for. Okay. Um, well, I started out as a nurse in about 2008. And I worked at Sarah Bush actually for quite some time um, as med surge. And then I did home health for a little bit. And then I got my nurse practitioner in 2015. And um, from there, I went into family practice for a few years over in Effingham. And then about 2019, I got into endocrinology and found out that I loved it and have been doing that ever since. I came back to Sarah Bush in December 2021 and have been working with Dr. Sabaya over here at the family medical practice in Mattoon. And we see any patients that have any sort of endocrine endocrinology um, diagnosis. Um, I do see a lot of patients with diabetes though. Type 1, type 2, any any form of diabetes or any issues related to diabetes I, I see. So people who, like you, who specialize in endocrinology, those are issues related to glands, correct? Correct. Can you kind of explain that? Yeah. So there are um, lots of different hormones in the body and basically endocrinology has to do with any hormone that the body produces, and those are all produced from the different glands that we have in the body, like the um, pituitary gland, the parathyroid gland, the thyroid gland, those types of things. And the pancreas, which is... And the pancreas, correct. All right. Yes. The pancreas is the main gland that produces insulin um, via the beta cells in the pancreas gland. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about diabetes. We we hear about it. We see advertisements for medications, but tell us really what is it? So diabetes is basically a disease in which the body does not process carbohydrates the way it's supposed to. And so the blood sugar levels then elevate, which causes a whole host of issues. Also, um, many of the times the patients cannot produce as much insulin as they should or even no insulin at all. Um, and also there is a degree of insulin resistance um, when it comes to diabetes. Uh, they make the insulin, but they just cannot use it the way that their body is supposed to. So there's type 1, type 2. I know type 1 is people are born with that. Most people, is it true, have type 2 and that's what you develop 
later in life? So 90% of um, diabetes patients have type 2 diabetes, and that is more of the insulin resistance. You can have an insulin deficiency after you've had it for many, many years. Um, And that is more what is developed as you age because of obesity and other things, poor diet. Type 1 diabetes is actually an autoimmune disorder, like you said. However, it can occur later in life. Um, That is one misconception that it only happens in young patients. Um, It can occur later in life. And when it occurs later in life, typically that insulin destruction is less pronounced um, and you actually can be off of insulin for a period of time in the beginning of that if that happens as an adult. Okay. So we're hearing more from our uh, providers. You go to the doctor and they test your diabetes and say, well, it's looking like you might be pre-diabetic. What does that mean? And should we be alarmed at that? So pre-diabetes basically is it just means that you have higher risk for developing diabetes in the future. Um, You're starting to get elevated blood sugars. They're not so high that we can call you saying to you that you have diabetes, but they are high enough that we're getting a little concerned. And yeah, you do need to worry about that because if you have an elevation in sugars at all, you know, beyond the normal, you can start having some damage to your organs from that. So basically you just need to start working on, you know, healthy lifestyle, diet, weight loss, those types of things. So it is something you should pay attention to. So what numbers are you talking about and what, like, is it the A1C? Is it, what is the number? And, you know, we all know that, you know, your blood pressure should be under these numbers. What's a good number for blood sugar? So A1C is an average of blood sugars over a three-month period of time. So we do use that a lot. And an A1C in the pre-diabetic range is anything from 5.7 to 6.4. So anything less than 5.7 is normal. Um, And then anything above 6.5 is diabetes. A normal blood sugar so a patient that doesn't have diabetes should be less than 100. You're in that pre-diabetic range if you're from about 101 to 125 or so. If you're anything higher than that, fast. this is fasting in the morning. If you're anything higher than that, you're in the diabetic range. Hannah, let's talk a little bit more about what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions or misunderstandings that people have about diabetes? Um, there's a couple of them that always comes up to me. One, uh, people think if you eat too much sugar that it's going to cause diabetes. Now, I mean, that is, there is some truth to that. That is going to increase your risk, but eating too much sugar alone is not going to cause diabetes. Um, You know, kids eat tons of sugar and they don't get diabetes. So it's a number of factors, genetics, the way you eat, your lifestyle, that is really involved in that. Um, Also, that you're not at risk for diabetes if you're at a healthy weight. Um, That, unfortunately, is not true. Um, People who have a healthy weight can get type 1 diabetes. Um, You are at very, very low risk for type 2 diabetes in that case um, if you're at a healthy weight. But type 1 can occur in anybody, so um, healthy weight or not. And then the biggest one I think that I come across is that diabetes isn't serious, Um, that I feel fine, there's nothing... It's not a big deal, and that's very far from the truth. Even if you feel okay, it is still doing damage to all of your organs from the tips of your toes to the tips of your fingers. So that's what I want to talk about. You know, we hear, okay, diabetes is about blood sugar. Why does blood sugar create problems for our organs and the things that you just mentioned? 
because it basically it is very difficult um, or it's very hard on the blood vessels in our body and the blood vessels obviously go to all of the organs in in the body and are the most important part of getting blood flow um, so that then does damage to all of those organs it causes cardiovascular complications um, and symptoms like blurred vision thirst you can have every symptom in the book if you have diabetes blurred vision excessive thirst excessive hunger fatigue um, you can have mild symptoms or, or a lot of symptoms it really just depends but it, it does affect everything because of those blood sugar elevations causing damage to the to the nerves and the blood vessels Okay, so let's get more specifically into the complications that your patients experience from having diabetes. The most common one would be cardiovascular disease. Um, there's increased risk of heart attack and stroke. There are nerve damage issues. So a lot of people complain of numbness and tingling in the hands and feet. Um, they can't feel their feet as well. That leads to issues um, like foot ulcerations. They may step on something and not know that they did. And then it gets infected and you can have amputations of toes and limbs. Um, it causes dental disease, gum disease, kidney disease. It's one of the biggest contributors to kidney disease in the United States. Um, people even progress to the point of needing kidney dialysis and kidney transplants. Um, it causes uh, sexual and bladder issues uh, because the blood flow is not getting to those organs and, and nerve damage. Um, so those organs don't work as well. You have increased risk for infections. Um, if you get a cut, it's going to take a lot longer to heal. Um, there's also digestion issues. Uh, your your stomach doesn't work as well as it should. The nerves there, the muscles. So you have you can develop something called gastroparesis, where your food does not go through your stomach as fast, and you get nausea. Um, you can't eat certain foods. So uh, a lot of different complications. And you had mentioned earlier heart disease. They just kind of seem to go hand in hand. So if you have diabetes, are you a pretty good candidate for heart disease as well? Well, you are a pretty good candidate. It increases your risk by about double. So the blood vessels are negatively impacted by the elevated blood sugars by different reasons. Um, it messes with the clotting factors and um, can increase your risk for clots and stuff like that. The number one cause of death in people with diabetes is heart disease. So it causes two-thirds of the deaths in patients with type 2. Okay. So are all those complications a result of people who do not control their diabetes or does it happen to people who, you know, take good care of themselves and their diabetes? So the majority of the issues do occur in patients who do not take care of their diabetes. And actually the most important um, period for taking care of your diabetes is in that when you're first diagnosed. Those first couple of years, um, it's shown in studies that if you are very tightly controlled during those years, you're going to lower your risk of complications significantly, even if you don't stay controlled the rest of the time. So it's very, very important to control the first couple of years. It's important to control at any point. But yes, the less, the more controlled you are, the less 
risk that you have for those complications. So do those complications happen in people with type 1 and type 2? Do they experience the same things? Yep. The exact same complications can happen in type 1 and type 2. There really is no differences in the complications that can occur because it's really just overall the complications are from the elevated blood sugars, and that happens in both cases. So can someone who's maybe diagnosed with diabetes and they take really good care of themselves, they do all the right things, exercise, lose weight, et cetera, can they reverse their diabetes and become non-diabetic? So that's a tough question for me and probably some other you know experts in the field would maybe disagree with me. But in my opinion, my educated opinion, um, I don't think you ever get rid of diabetes. Can you get to a normal state? Absolutely. Um, I call that if you work really hard, you work on your diet, your exercise, your weight loss. I call that um, dietary controlled and lifestyle controlled diabetes. And that's just because if you ever um, gain that weight back or you have trouble again, you have that propensity to go right back into diabetes. So you always have that higher risk once you have diabetes to um, go go back into it again if you pick up those poor lifestyle choices again. So it doesn't really ever go away. You can get it into a normal state though, Okay. a normal blood sugar level. So what's your advice to people who don't have diabetes who want to stay a non-diabetic? Oh, all the stuff that we don't like, you know, um, exercise. Um, we recommend exercising about 30 to 45 minutes a day, about five days a week. And that's moderate intensity, something that gets your heart rate up. Um, healthy diet, that means avoiding concentrated sweets like cookies and candies. It doesn't mean you can't ever have that, but it should be minimal. Um, a big thing that I tell my patients is sugar drinks. Sugar drinks are... Oh, very popular here in the United States, and they are really bad for you. Um, so if you can stay away from those sugar drinks, that's that's very important. Um, it's also important to um, choose a healthy lifestyle as far as diet goes. I don't think any big um, trendy diets is really the way to go. You need to focus on something that is going to be able to be maintained long term, which means that something that doesn't make you feel like you're starving to death. And, um, you know, if you go on a low carb diet for 20 carbs a day, that is not going to last. You'll lose weight and you'll you'll do better for a while, but nobody can maintain that. So just really, it's all about portion sizes and healthy control of the different food groups and just not overdoing anything. So what advice, you see patients all the time, uh, diabetic patients, what advice are you giving them to stay healthy? Really, they they get the same advice. Um, it's healthy diet, weight control. That's an, something I didn't mention um, before, but weight control is a big, big important factor. Um, the more weight you have, especially in that middle region, the abdominal area, um, it causes more insulin resistance. So um, the more weight you have there, the if you're on medications, the more you're going to have to be on, the higher the insulin doses. Um, you want to exercise. The other important things, though, that really um, is not as much of a factor in um, patients who don't have diabetes and are wanting to prevent it is 
to take your medications regularly, to make sure you keep your appointments with your provider. Um, you know, if you only come in once a year or once every two years, we're not able to help you when that diabetes progressive progresses because diabetes is a progressive condition. And even if you do do everything right, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have to have more medication because those beta, beta cells in the pancreas will continue to die off and you may need more medicine even if you're doing everything right. So I think that's kind of, it's very, it's a little scary to think about diabetes as a progressive disease, the way Alzheimer's is progressive and other things. I think that's really makes it uh, pretty serious in my mind. Yeah, it is. It's it's a very serious disease, and a lot of people don't think of it that way. So, um, and a lot of people in that pre-diabetes stage, they don't take it seriously. So I do encourage you, if, if your doctor uses that word, to start making those lifestyle changes. Hannah, I want you to talk a little bit about medications that are available for diabetes, because it's not just um, a daily injection, right? It is not. Um, we have a lot of tools, medication-wise, available to us in the past you know, 10, 20 years. Um, you know, there was a time where all we had was insulin, but that is just not the case anymore. We have, um, you know, multiple medications, oral medications um, available um, that are really beneficial. Also, the big benefit to these newer ones like SGLT2 inhibitors and GLP-1s are that they give us benefits with those complications that can come from diabetes. So, um, they can give, a lot of them give um, benefits in uh, preventing the progression of diabetic kidney disease and cardiovascular benefits, preventing that or um, giving us a secondary benefit. So that's very nice. Um, and so I try to to keep that in mind whenever I'm looking at my patients, what, what complications do they already have and what can I benefit, what medications can I benefit and give them extra things? So um, along with lowering their blood sugar, can we give them cardiovascular benefit and kidney benefit? Um, insulin, of course, plays a huge role in diabetes care, but there's also, if you get to insulin, um, because a lot of people are think, you know, I get to insulin and my life's over. It's it's not big and scary like it used to be. You're not drawing up insulin in a vial. I mean, we do still have that, but I mean, I don't use that um, unless I have to because of an insurance company. But they come in pins now. They're tiny needles. They're very, very easy to use. We have pumps now that are amazing and um, are ve have been very helpful to our type 1 patients. Um, even type 2 patients, I have many type 2s on pumps because it is a burden when you get to three injections a day. Um, you're checking your blood sugars four times a day, um, maybe even more than three injections a day. It is a lot of work. They can get frustrated with taking care of themselves and, and doing their diabetic care. And then they can even, you know, have some depression and those types of things. So it's just important to help them however we can. I try and make it as easy as I can on my patients. These continuous glucose monitors makes it to where the patients don't have to poke their fingers anymore. Um, if you're to the point where, you know, a pump would be a good option, that's always a choice. So just, you know, if you are getting frustrated and you're tired of doing what you're doing, make sure you talk to your provider because we have so many options out there. Hannah, thank you so much for shedding some light on diabetes. I know, um, 
as you mentioned, the biggest, one of the most important things is seeing your doctor on a regular basis to catch that diabetes, pre-diabetes as soon as possible. Correct. That is the, one of the most important points I hope you take from today. Thanks for listening to Health Styles. I'm your host, Lori Banks. To learn more about Hannah and endocrinology at Sarah Bush Lincoln, visit our website at sarahbush.org under Find a Doctor. Hannah works alongside endocrinologist Dr. Sethia Subaya at Family Medical Center in Mattoon, Illinois. Remember, the information presented today is not intended as a substitute for medical care. Please talk to your health care provider if you have questions or concerns about diabetes or other medical conditions. Have a great day.